morning. Welcome. Today is a very special day in the life of our church. Um, you will notice something a little unusual about the way some of us are dressed today. We don't um, usually wear our uh, academic robes for Sunday morning, but we're doing this um, this morning in honor of Graduate Sunday. We're going to be recognizing high school and college graduates from our congregation. Um, so today really is a very special day in the life of our church, and whether you're a regular part of our congregation or visiting with us today, we're really glad that you have chosen to spend this time with us. If you're a visitor and you have not yet done so, um, you will find in the bulletin a little um, tear-out slip, and we would invite you to fill that out, and you may um, place that in the offering plate as it comes around later in the service, or you could give it to uh, one of the greeters at the end of the service today. Um, please um, take note of all of the opportunities that are listed in your bulletin to participate in the life of our church. Um, there are lots of opportunities there, but I'd like to call your attention to a few in particular. Tonight we will have a Relay for Life luminary service. It will begin at 7 p.m. in the Lighthouse Room, and this is a very special service in honor and in memory of um, those whose lives have been affected by cancer. Uh, and all are invited to attend, not just those who fall into that category. Um, and I think that you will find it to be a blessing if you attend. Um, there is also another announcement for those who are planning to um, participate in the trip to Flat Rock. This Thursday, you're asked to be here um, at the church promptly, uh, ready to leave at 12.15 on the bus, and the group is planning to have lunch uh, following the play. And then finally, the Crossroads Festival will take place Saturday, May 21st, from noon to 6, and our church will have a tent, and we do need some volunteers to meet and greet, to pop popcorn, to make snow cones, and to just visit with people in the community. So if you would like to participate in this opportunity, please speak with Ellen or Pastor Keith um, and let them know that you're willing to volunteer. Um, at this time, I would like to ask that you stand as the um, graduates march in. remain standing and turn to page two in your hymnal and we will sing together holy 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 
Good morning. Today is an exciting day for our graduates and for their families. And you know, as we think about what it takes to get to this point, whether a high school graduate or a college graduate, they could not do that without the support of family, without the support of uh, those within church and within community, uh, help play a part in this as well. And graduates, we're excited for you. Congratulations. And uh, we're looking forward to hearing just a quick word from you this morning. And so we're going to begin with Alan. Good morning. Well, my name is, is Alan Newcomb. Uh, I graduated last weekend from Gardner-Webb University. I had got my Bachelor of Arts degree in Youth Discipleship Studies. Uh, I'm the youth minister here at this church. Um, and it's, it's, it's an honor to be here this morning and to, to be a part of this Graduate Sunday. Uh, my plans for the future as far as what I'm doing in the fall uh, is that I and, and my wife Mary, we will be going to Divinity School. We'll be going to seminary at Gardner-Webb uh, in the fall, and so we will begin that early on in the beginning of September. Um, and so it is nice to graduate, uh, but only for a few months until we go back to school in the fall. Uh, I want to thank I want to thank my wife Mary for her support, uh, for my family, my parents, uh, and their support of, of, of my education, um, and also this church. I want to thank this church for this opportunity to, to serve, to spend time with the youth here in this church, and to just be a part of this congregation. Um, and so I'm very honored to be here and be a part of this Graduate Sunday this morning, uh, and so I want to thank you all this morning. Good morning. I'm Lizzie Torres. Um, I graduated last weekend also from Gardner-Webb with my Bachelor of Science in Nursing. And um, my plans, I'm going to be a maternity nurse, but I haven't decided which facility yet. So I do know what I'm going to do. So, <laughs> And then I'll plan to take NCLEX um, probably hopefully in July. So um, I just wanted to thank y'all for all your prayers and your support. And I'm very excited. So um, thank you. My name is Abby Whitaker, and I graduated this past weekend from North Carolina State University with my Bachelor's of Science in Agricultural Science, and I will return to NC State in the fall to pursue my Master's degree in Agriculture and Extension Education. Thank you to this church and to my family for your prayers and support. It was truly felt. Hey, um, my name is Matthew Heffelfinger, and um, I graduated, I will be graduating from Crest High School. Um, in a few weeks, but um, I plan on going to Appalachian State University and majoring in marketing with a concentration in general marketing and then minoring in recreation management. Um, uh, I've grown up in this church, so this it's been it's been fun growing up, and then just with this being my last year in the youth group, um, it's going to be sad leaving. But I've had a lot of good memories, and um, I just want to thank the church for the prayers and the support. Thank you. My name is Michaela Lennons. I'll be graduating from Crest in a few weeks, and I wrote a little this, a little speech because I'm not very good at talking in front of people. So I would first like to thank all the members of the church for supporting my family for so many years since my great-grandfather, T. Max, preached here. Thank you to the members of Bowling Springs Baptist Church that had an impact in my life growing up, Miss Tucker, Miss Barbara Lale, and a special thanks to Miss Teresa Huggins for staying on me about singing and having me audition for solos and choir, and for an even bigger thank you to her for selecting me for her scholarship. I promise it will be put to good use. I know I've not been able to attend as much as I would have liked to because I play travel volleyball November through April, 
and a lot of tournaments fall on Sundays. However, I know that it was God's plan for me to be where I am because of the life lessons he has taught me, the people I've met, and the experiences I've had. Through a lot of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, but much more God, I will be going to North Greenville University in Tigerville, South Carolina, to continue my volleyball career, receiving an almost full scholarship for all four years. I will major in health science, and at the end, I hope to transfer to attain my doctorate of physical therapy and become a physical therapist of Veterans Affairs. All I can say is, isn't God great? Thank you. I'm Morgan Paris, and I'm going to graduate from Crest High School in a few weeks, and I'm going to go to USC Upstate in Spartanburg. I'm not really sure what I want to major in yet, but I just want to thank everyone for your support. Uh, I'm Seth Strickland. I'll graduate from Crest High School in a few weeks. Uh, I plan to attend NC State University in the fall for engineering, and I uh, hope to become an engineer one day. Uh, I'd like to thank my parents and the church for all the support and prayers. Thank you. At this time, we'd like to ask the children if they'd make their way down for the children's sermon this morning. How are y'all today? Good. It's good to see you, Mr. Ryder. How are you? Are you here to see Michaela with her cap and gown on? Hey, Briley. Hey, Aiden. This morning is a very special Sunday. You see these ladies and gentlemen sitting on this pew here? They have made a major step in their life. Mr. Wiggles here, he's trying to make that step in his life, but he lacks a little bit. You know, he's still little, but now Miss Georgia's going to make that step in a few days. She's going to put on a cap and gown and graduate from daycare and go to first grade. So you got Alan over there, and he stepped out of college, but going right back. And you see the lady in the red? That's Abby. She has a smile on her face bigger than you can ever see. And then there's Matthew and Michaela and Morgan and Seth and Lizzie. Do you know what? I listened to them as they were talking to the church. And I heard something that I think we all need to listen for. God's plan. See, they all have grown up in our church. They've all learned to listen as they've grown older. They've learned that God has a path for them and that they need to talk to God and trust him. You know, we've talked about praying and talking to God and that we need to listen. And I heard Abby say just a little while ago that she didn't really know what she wanted to do. She couldn't decide. Do you know what she did? She prayed about it. She talked to God, and then she waited very patiently for the peace that comes with the answer when then they know that God has directed them in the right direction. We all need God's direction because we're all taking that step every day. And in just a few days or weeks, every one of y'all are going to take a new step to the next grade. A big step. You're a year older in school, just like everybody else who's graduating. They have a year in front of them, and they have to trust just like you do. 
So when school starts tomorrow and you start thinking about it's almost time for summer, think about your step. But remember, talk to God. He has a plan for you just like he has a plan for our graduates. He loves you with all his heart, and you need to love him back. So can we pray? Dear Lord, on this special day, as you've chosen these to graduate, high school, college, and into the next step of life, protect them, Lord. Guide them. They all have grown up listening to you. They have all grown up hoping that you would lead them, praying that you would lead them and be their leader as they take that next step. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Now ask the children who would like to go to kids worship to meet me at the door. For our next hymn, you'll need your bulletin. The words um, to this hymn are printed, How Deep the Father's Love for Us. Please stand as we sing.
before I pray this morning, um, let me remind you of a couple of things. Next Sunday, we will have a business conference at the end of our morning worship, and there will be uh, two or three items that are of importance that you need to be mindful of. There will be a recommendation from the audiovisual team that will come before the church next Sunday. That recommendation, you should find that on our website this week and also some information on the small table outside the church office. I know that there is some of that there now, and so I would encourage you to pick that up and be mindful of this recommendation. And also the personnel committee will be coming with a recommendation. And those um, uh, information on job descriptions and uh, the recommendations coming to the floor next Sunday will be in the office this week. And so I would encourage you to come by the church office and obtain those and, and read through it so you will know exactly what's taking place next Sunday morning. So please be mindful of that. Before I pray, let me mention a couple names. Let's continue to remember uh, Jane Nolan, who had shoulder surgery this week. And uh, she is doing well, but she will have a, a long road ahead of her. And so let's please be mindful of her during this time of healing. Also, Lou Reese uh, had successful uh, hip surgery this week. I visited with her in Charlotte. Uh, early or, late, or the later part of this week, and um, she is doing well, but she continues to need our thoughts and prayers, and will be coming now to Shelby and not to Mount Holly for recovery. So she will be closer, and I'm sure would welcome your visits. Wilda Perrin, she is um, in, in these final stages. Uh, I, would, I know they would covet your prayers, meaning Phil and Wilda uh, would very much uh, covet your prayers. Also, Bruce Lale, we heard this morning, Barbara's husband, Bruce, his mother, uh, he was uh, attending to her this morning, I believe, uh, with the e in the ER. And so we want to pray that um, God's healing touch would be there with, with Bruce's mom. Uh, graduates, we rejoice with you, and you will also continue to be in our prayers, not only today, but in the coming weeks and days ahead. Um, we're excited for you, and uh, you've, you've crossed a big hurdle and getting ready to go into another one. So uh, prayers are needed, uh, not only for our church, for you, but also your own prayers, just for God's direction and will in your life. Let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come together to worship you once again. Lord, I was talking with some this morning, just the, there's the, the value that we have in coming together as a community of faith, to share life together, uh, to worship together, to share those joys, to also to share our sorrows and the tough times. God, we're grateful as we look around this room, we can think of others who have helped us along this journey of life, who have guided us when maybe we have lost our way, uh, who have encouraged us uh, when we've needed that, but Lord, also those who have challenged us when we've needed that as well. We're thankful for your body, the hands and feet of Christ. Teach us more about what that means within our community and within our world today. Father, we lift up these who are hurting today, these who are recovering for Jane Nolan, uh, Lord, for, um, for Lou Reese, uh, for uh, Wilda and Phil Perrin is there in a very difficult time right now. We pray your presence to be with them in a mighty way, that you would be that good shepherd that would walk beside them and help them during this hour of need. Father, we, we are thankful for our graduates today, and we pray that you would lead them and guide them. We pray that they would look to you, that, uh, that they would trust in you for that guidance, and that, Father, that they would be patient. Uh, Father, they would also be mindful that sometimes um, things change in life, and, and we head in one direction, and then, Lord, you begin to lead us in another. So, Father, may they be open. May their hearts and their minds be open to your will in their life. Help them in the days ahead, not only with some with continued schoolwork, but others as they go into jobs and places of employment. Uh, Lord, give them the grace and the strength that they need to chart this new course. Father, we pray for, for Bruce Lale's mother this morning. We don't know the health uh, details there, but, Father, we pray for strength. We pray for health. We pray for your presence to be with that situation there. Ultimately, we pray for your healing. 
father in, in, um, in the life of, of Bruce's mom. God, we're so grateful for all that you do. We're so grateful for how you take flawed, imperfect individuals and you use us for great and grand purposes. Father, speak to us today as we continue to sing, as we continue to look to your word, as your word is preached today. Father, challenge us in ways that we need to be challenged and speak to us in the ways that we need to be spoken to. Father, we're grateful for your son, Jesus Christ, and it's in his name we pray. Amen. You'll want to look for the insert in your bulletin for the words to the, the next hymn that we're going to sing. Um, this is a very special hymn. You'll recognize the tune. We're going to sing this to the tune of Lead On, O King Eternal. But um, the words were written especially for this group of graduates by um, our own Dr. Doug Bryan uh, in honor of this very special day. So please stand as we sing this day of gladness. Let us pray. Dear Lord, it is great to be in your house this morning. We are a blessed people, and we thank you for all you have given us. We owe it all to you. Thank you for your wonderful spirit of our church, and we ask blessings upon all of our graduates. Encourage us, Lord, to take the love that we have for you and share it to all that we come in contact with. 
We ask your blessings on what is given this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's um, scripture reading comes from Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6, and it reads, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight.
ask you a question this morning. Do you ever find yourself worrying? Can I get an amen? You know, the choir was worried this week. This was a, a little bit more of a difficult piece for us, and we were worried uh, about the numbers and worried about being able to pull everything together. But worry seems to be a way of life for many of us. Uh, it seems to have taken up residence uh, in, in some of our hearts and in some of our lives. I heard a story this week of a man that was always worrying. He worried about his children, his job, his wife, his, his life, his health, everything. And one day a friend of this man noted that he was extremely calm and peaceful. And he asked him, why are you so calm? And he, he asked, he, always, he would always worry about everything. What happened? And the, the former worrier replied, I just hired a man to do my worrying for me. <laughs> well, how much are you paying him? His friend, his friend inquired. He said, $1,000 a week. The man replied, $1,000 a week? You can't afford $1,000 a week. And the warrior responded, that's his problem. <laughs> Graduates, over the last few weeks, you have, in months and maybe years, you have spent some time worrying. And I would also add in your parents <laughs> have probably spent some time worrying as well, not only about your schoolwork, but about where you were and what you were doing and, and is this all going to come together and is everything going to play out like we hoped? And I'm seeing a few nods there as well. But um, whether, whether it's over grades or simply over life uh, um, or simply over graduation, uh, worry has been a companion and may just be one that is with you even still today as you think about your future. Uh, church, again, whether you are a graduate or not, worry has its way of knocking on our door and letting itself in. Sometimes it comes as we know that we're worrying about this too much, and other times it seems to creep up on us and just begin to take us over uh, before we're even aware of it. Scripture has much to say about worry. Um, I found a quote this week, though, before I read the Scripture, we found a quote this week that says, Worry is wasting today's time to clutter up tomorrow's opportunities with yesterday's troubles. I don't always share every quote I come across during the week, or I'd be sharing quotes my whole sermon, but I thought that one was especially true. Let me say it again. Worry is wasting today's time to clutter up tomorrow's opportunities with yesterday's troubles. The common New Testament scriptures we think about, when we think about worry, we think about Martha and Mary. Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus, not worried about anything except what he had to say. And Martha, who is very concerned about the details and the, the work and the, uh, uh, the, the, the process of preparing the meal. Uh, when Jesus told her as he was preparing the meal, uh, disgruntled with her sister for not helping, or as, as Martha was. Um, you are worried and bothered about many things, is what Jesus told to Martha, said to Martha. Jesus instructs his audience in Matthew 6, 25, and following, he says, do not worry. Who by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And later in verse 33, which is a great verse to memorize, Matthew 6, 33, he instructs those present to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. In concluding this conversation, verse 34, Jesus says, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Our main text this morning is one that I committed to memory early, 
in my life and has helped me in high school. And I hope that if you have not graduates been introduced to this passage yet, that you will take it to heart this morning. And I hope that you will do what I did years ago with this passage, and that's commit it to memory. It was written by um, Solomon, who wrote most of the book of Proverbs. And Proverbs has nuggets of truth. And I don't know if you've spent much time in Proverbs, but whether graduates or church at large, uh, last summer I know I challenged the church to read through Proverbs. It was 31 days, I can't remember, I think it was in July. And many of you took that opportunity and that challenge and accepted it and read through, you read a, a chapter of Proverbs a day. But Pro Proverbs has much to teach uh, all of us, and especially uh, graduates who are seeking God's will and looking to the future. But I would like for us to read this once more as a congregation, and you have, we can all be reading the same version. If you look to the front of your bulletin, on the bottom of the front of your bulletin, I would like for us to read this together aloud this morning. No matter our age or no matter our season of life, this passage can speak to us today. Let's read together. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Or other translations will say he will direct your paths. There's two parts in dealing with worry this morning. There's my part, and there's God's part. And one of the things we always need to be mindful of as we look at life, as we look at decisions, and, and our, as we relate with our families and our communities and our workplaces, there are certain things that only God can do, and we need to be mindful of those things. Um, we can use modern medicine, we can uh, exercise, we can be healthy, uh, but at the same time, there are certain diseases and certain illnesses that only God can begin to heal. There are certain things in regards, well, when, it think, when we think about salvation, God is the one who saves and God is the one who sanctifies. But there's also, when we think about worry, when we think about uh, God's part in the midst of our troubles or our trials, we also need to think about our part. We are the only ones who can shape our character. God saves and sanctifies us, but you and I are left responsible for our decisions. You and I are left responsible for the things that we fill our minds and our hearts with. You and I are left responsible for the way that we treat other people. So there's God's part, and there's also our part. And we have to do all that we can do ourselves while trusting God and looking to him, and we know that he will do his part. With that said, let's look a little closer at the passage today. I'd like to suggest three important observations uh, in what we've just read. The first, there are four verbs in the passage that uh, they're on the front of your bulletin. And there's four verbs, three things that we must do, and one thing that God will do. If you notice, trust. We need to trust God with all of our hearts. We, we do not need to lean on our own understanding. And the third verb that we have a part in is acknowledge him in all of our ways. These things are easier said than done. It's one thing for me to say we need to trust God. We often say, well, just we need to trust God. We do need to follow his path. Solomon encourages us to not lean on our own understanding. Graduates, you've learned a lot, whether high school or college, over the last four years. And you need to lean on that as you move forward in life. But at the same time, we don't need to lean solely on our own understanding, as we have been advised by Solomon. We need to also acknowledge God in all of our ways. And then the fourth verb comes from God himself. He said he will make straight or direct our paths, if we will do those first three. The second observation, the same word is used no less than four times. Can you find it? Look at the verses. Circle the word your. 
God is really emphasizing the personal aspect, the personal nature of this truth. He's also telling us that we must enter into it individually. No one else can apply these principles but us. God will do the directing if we will do the trusting, if we will do the not leaning on our own understanding, if we will do the acknowledging him in all our ways. He promises us that he will direct our paths. Your responsibility in your circumstances, again, is to trust in all, with, with all your heart, to refuse to lean on your own understanding and acknowledging him in all your ways so that he might make your paths straight. One final observation in this passage is the, the phrase is linked, the first phrase of the passage is linked to the last phrase, giving us the main idea. If we will trust, he will make straight. The two middle phrases merely amplify the main idea. Do not lean and acknowledge him with all of our hearts. I am to trust in my Lord without hesitation and without reservation, with all of my heart, so that he might step in and take control, making my way meaningful and straight. I don't know if you could give testimony like I can, but there have been times in my life where I didn't always have that straight path. I didn't always know exactly where things were headed or where I was headed. But I would often come back to this passage and others when I think about Romans 12 too, to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. There are other passages that we could go on and on, but there are times when I found out when there have been confusion and doubt along my path, and I've tried to figure that out for myself, that I've needed to come back to scripture, that I've needed to come back to these promises in God's word that will lead me in the path that he will uh, that he is uh, for his will for my life. And a lot of times it has a lot to do with the fact that I haven't been acknowledging him in all of my ways. I've been leaning too much on my own understanding and that I have not been trusting in ways that I should. What a magnificent promise to Martha and all the Marthas of the world who were distracted by many things. Uh, in high school and also in college and beyond as we begin our careers, we can become distracted and even adults we must, know how to be, we must form disciplines and form habits and form ways that we can deal with those disciplines, that we are those distractions, and deal with those things that would lead us astray, that would lead us off the path that God would have us to walk. This is a personal promise for anxiety-prone people to calm, to claim right now. God has preserved this statement just for you and for me, and so let's claim it. I want to ask as we... Uh, uh, continue this morning, I want to ask you to do something. Uh, since this promise is to be personally applied, as we've talked about, I want you to do something with me. In, in the passage there, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Somewhere on the front of your bulletin, if you have a pen, I would love for you to write in the word I in and then blank, acknowledge him. What's going on in your life this morning? Maybe it's something with family, maybe it's something with the job, Maybe it's something with your future. Uh, it may be a personal struggle, a relational, uh, relationship type of struggle. But if you were to write on your bulletin, in, and don't write, don't write the word blank, but draw a blank, in blank, acknowledge him. What would that look like for you? How would you feel in that blank this morning? I was talking to some this week that, uh, and I acknowledge we all do it. We all worry too much, but some worry Maybe enough for some of the others as well in the family. You all, every family seems to have one, at least, that, uh, uh, that, that tends to worry so much about everything. Um, but uh, if we were to write in that blank this morning, in blank, I will acknowledge him. In my relationships, 
I will acknowledge him. In my work environment, I will acknowledge him. In the way that I relate with those in the pew, the way I relate with those in my church, the way I relate with my family, the way I conduct my business, and the way I use my money, the way I go about my life, I will acknowledge him. You have to fill in the blank there. Take that worry that is eating away at you like a, a rapidly growing cancer and turn it over to him as you write and envision what you would put in that blank space. I love the lyrics to the song that we just sang, Oceans. I don't know how many of you have heard that song before, but it speaks of the anxiety and the uncertainty of life by using the image of water. Some of you have been on water enough to know the uncertainty and the unpredictability that can come along with that. Um, whether you've been actually sailing, a few maybe here this morning have actually done that. Uh, but uh, there's something that's uh, anxiety-filled for some about being on the waters. But at the same time, as we talked about earlier, being around water can certainly be something that's calm and peaceful. But yet when things begin to turn, when the questions become unanswered, when uh, the storms begin to arise rather quickly, I remember growing up and always vacationing at Myrtle Beach at Ocean Lakes Campground. Some of you I know know that well. And we could be sitting there on the beach and looking out over the ocean, and it's pretty, it's sunny, and all of a sudden people are getting up and they're leaving, and they're leaving. And I'm what? what's going on? It's like a little more than usual, you know? And all of a sudden you look around, and there's an ominous black cloud that is moving, you know, towards, you know, towards this way. And then all of a sudden you pick up your chair and you start going. But there's a sense of, 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 of anxiety that can come with, with the ocean and with the waters. But the words of the song say... Um, you call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may fail. There I find you in the mystery, in oceans deep, my faith will stand. I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves. When oceans rise, when stress rise, when, when things aren't going the way we want them rise, when the stresses of work and home and family and finances begin to rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours and you are mine. Your grace abounds in deepest waters. Your sovereign hand will be my guide. God's on his throne, people. We look and read our papers and watch the news today, read it on your iPads or wherever you read it or hear it. Um, we have much to worry about. We have much to stress over. But let us remind ourselves that in the midst of the uncertainty, in the midst of the ocean, in the midst of the, the waters that rise around us, God is on his throne. His sovereign hand will be my God. Where feet may fail and fear surrounds me, you've never failed and you won't start now. God is in control. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wonder, and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. I don't know where you are in life or what decisions you're faced with today, but I encourage you and challenge you to continue to look to God's Word. Look to passages like Romans, I mean, excuse me, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Look to passages like uh, Romans 12, 2 that I mentioned earlier. How can we acknowledge God in all of our ways? How can we lean not on our own understanding and how can we trust him with all of our heart? But he promises us, promises us if we do those things, he will guide and he will direct our paths. May we form the habits and may we pursue the direction 
that God has for us by acknowledging him in all of our ways and pursuing him with all that we have. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that when we open it and when we read it, we apply it to our lives. Father, there's a promise there from you that you will direct our paths. Father, we have several young ladies and young men this morning whose paths you have directed here this day to be in this place to hear this message and to be challenged in this way. Father, I pray that you would continue to guide their paths. I pray that they would continue to acknowledge you in all their ways and lean not on their own understanding, but they would trust in you with all of their heart. But Father, I don't not only pray that for our graduates, I pray that for my own life and for each of us in this place today. Father, our world is so uncertain, and we have waves, uh, much like the ocean, that, that, that rage around us, and that we're left to worry, we're left to be concerned, and Father, help us and teach us to develop the disciplines to give these things to you. Help us to trust you and to acknowledge you in all of our ways. God, we love you. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for the gift that he is to our lives, for the purpose, for the forgiveness and the grace that he offers, for the purpose that he instills in our hearts and in our lives. Father, we're so grateful for the way you love us and the way you extend grace to us. Father, we ask this morning that you would lead and guide each of us in the decisions that are before us as individuals, as families, and as a church. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, I invite you to come, and I'd be happy to talk with you more about that today. If you desire membership in the body of Bowling Springs Baptist Church, we invite you to come, and we will talk more about that. The altar is open. We encourage you to come. encourage you to pray. Let's stand and sing. Hymn number 455, I Must Tell Jesus. so glad that you were here today. I want to ask our graduates just to make themselves available down front here after the service. I'm sure there'll be some that will want to come by and speak with you, and families can join them as well. 
but we are glad that you're here. I'm going to let the choir dismiss us today, and if you're able to come tonight, we look forward to seeing you at the Relay for Life at 7 o'clock.